But thank you guys for joining us. Sure. I know right now. That's like 50% of Mexicans, bro, right there. See you, Bob. Five Can you hear me? At once. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Caesar dressed up. Look Ooh. at that. Oh, that, okay. oh hello. Okay. Now that Caesar's here, here we go. Let's get it going. Let's go. Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. And sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Oh man! You guys, well, you guys, you guys don't get dressed up for presidential debates, huh? Am I the only one? <laughs> hey, honestly, I was, I was, I was looking at that. It was, it, it was, it was intense. I, it was, it was getting. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully, we'll do a better job at moderating than Chris Wallace was. Um, so I think we'll just um, go ahead and include this, guys. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have. Yeah, we have. Uh, Pretty much of the gamut of everybody, San Diego loyal media uh, related with a podcast uh, or something that has to do specifically with San Diego loyal. Um, us, Chiva and I, uh, we're fans of, of, of loyal and uh, we support them 100%. But everybody here is has contact directly, directly 100%, except when there's beers involved sometimes with the locals, um, 100% loyal. So uh, I want to say thank you guys for uh, just coming out and, and treating us so well. Uh, it's like a second family that I never I wish I had. I uh, wish I had. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, I never knew I could have. But uh, I wanted to say thank you again. Aww. And if you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and say uh, where you where you guys are from. I have Jerry this way. So he's top. So if you want to start it off, Jerry. What's up, everybody? My name is Jerry Jimenez. I am the communications director for the locals. And uh, I'm excited to be here with all of these awesome people that I listen to. They're always in my ear, but now I get to actually see you. This is really cool. Thank you for having me. Love it. Love it, man. Uh, let's see. Down here, uh, we have Lance. How's it going, Lance? Hey, great, man. So I'm Lance Trezona. Uh, I am just a big fan of The Loyal, and I do The Loyalist podcast. And it's just weird seeing everybody on the screen right now. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, dude. It's so cool. <laughs> so Pretty cool. cool. I like it. I love it. Uh, and to your left, uh, the very, 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 very well-bearded uh, Alan Underwood. <laughs> such, such jealousy. Of your ability to do that, man. Uh, yeah, it's almost trimming time. I need to go back down to like Drew Steck level in, in a second. I need to like trim that back. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, it's great. Um, Fairweather Pod is doing well. Uh, we're having a good time. Um, as of late, uh, we didn't put out a recap last week because I was angry and then everything else happened. And so I decided to ignore that as if that game didn't happen. But um I know I'm working on some stuff with BGN and trying to um, get into some um, digging the rules and what things we can talk about and try to put pressure on the league to change some stuff, hopefully. Uh, but that's uh, things are going well. I know Chris will be here in a second, uh, but I'm glad to be here. It's good to see friends again. Uh, this almost feels like like we're back. Right? Um, yeah. I like but, that. Yeah. Love it. Uh, then we have... Uh, the great Drew Steck, who uh, is actually really good at soccer. Uh, that's how I first met him. 
just uh, destroying children under the bridge at Bridge Barcada. You guys not make it <laughs> it's really good, yeah, when you're when you're twice their size. It kind of helps. Although sometimes guys, they can get in the you're goal. Doing. You got you guys what? you got you guys don't know what you're doing. Don't don't give any more reason for Drew's head to to get bigger and bigger. Don't worry, he Jerry. He knows he's awesome. He's, he's never just, played against me. I look in me. the mirror every morning. I say how much I hate myself, Jerry. I don't know what you're oh. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I yeah. I have to beat up kids because otherwise I have no self esteem. That's pretty much. How it <laughs> and uh, um, nobody does it better than you, Drew. And of course, uh, we have uh, everybody's favorite. Uh, hater of Jim from the office the best dressed uh, I'm not going to let you uh, get off of that I, I still don't understand that <laughs> logic he's the best character uh, but we do have the great Cesar Hernandez how are you doing Cesar doing well uh, yeah Cesar Hernandez uh, freelance soccer writer uh, have an, apparently an infamous uh, office uh, uh, character power rankings list that people do not agree with but I listened to all of your podcast and since all of you guys tend to you guys tend to drink on your podcast or at least most of you i decided to open up a stone delicious ipa to, to join you guys so, yeah. Salud. yeah we got our yeah. mystery it's drinks. A special occasion no yeah. absolutely man i thought there and would be a pre-show so i'm gonna go run and get something now <laughs> oh i didn't know i just i Literally, Jerry said that he was drinking before we got it. I was like, oh, what's, what's happening here? <laughs> I always drink, Caesar. Come on, man. You know me, man. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I see that you're holding up uh, one of uh, Three Punk Sales' new uh, drinks. Was that, Jerry? That's right. Pelotero. I love uh, it. And yeah, it, I love this beer, man. It is so good. It's a 10%. <laughs> I probably well, shouldn't be drinking it on a Tuesday. Imperial <laughs> it actually says on here, don't drink on a Tuesday. Tuesday. But... Uh, Sorry, but, Steve Garcia. But here we are on a Tuesday, and 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 I bring that up because it's a uh, it's really how the story of us discovering San Diego Loyal kind of came about. Look, Three Punks L happens to be in a coalition with Taco El Vaquero, which is one of our sponsors from the beginning, and it's just one of those things where things just magically happen. And when we met everybody here, it, it was one of these things where it just clicked. And and I want to know uh, what clicked with you and this team that made you want to start a creative project like this and uh if anybody wants to go ahead and it's an open question uh if Jerry, to jerry's start, dying to say something oh, it's all you jerry i just i literally just wanted to say that when i picked up that pelotero that's in my hand right now mm -hmm. by the way uh i saw a two balls and a mic sticker on the el vaquero yeah. truck and then there was a know. loyal sticker inside and i'm like these guys know they're marketing so, uh, yep. yeah, that's just <laughs> shout out to those guys. Their, their tacos are amazing. If you yeah, haven't checked them out. Definitely check them out, man. Good friend from high school of mine. Yeah. He's a successful business so far. Yeah, so man. And, 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 it's, and it's everybody from the community, again, coming together for, for a common, common goal. Hopefully we can enjoy those with some uh, away games live. But, again, um, how, how, did, how did you guys decide, hey, there's a team in town. Let's go ahead and start uh, a podcast to, to follow uh, every movement that they make. Uh, I'll, I'll go first yeah. if you guys don't, don't mind. Uh, yeah. uh, for me, man, it was an easy decision just because I had just started getting into the USL when San Diego Loyal was announced, and I had no idea who any of the players were. My my background was European soccer. I mean, Bundesliga, La Liga, EPL. And so for me, man, I, it just was a way for me to get to know the players, a little bit about them, some of their stories, uh, see who's on the team, why I'm supporting them. You know, and and stuff like that. It's been great, though. It has been it's been a great journey. 
I think for us, uh, Drew, maybe you can pitch uh, pitch in here. Uh, well, you did start a podcast before we started a supporters group, so you can talk about that and then <laughs> kind of what made you want to start a San Diego sport or soccer podcast at the time, I guess, that's uh, currently dormant, correct? It's never dead. It's just dormant. It's never dead. No, but so, I mean, I got involved with the locals and as, uh, you know, the original original four of us that kind of came up with this idea, which was Drew, Steve, Daryl, and myself, uh, sat around. I, I think we were trying to figure out ways that we could communicate how uh, how the supporter group was going to go and and really give everybody their way of receiving information because there, some people go to blogs, some people uh, you know subscribe to podcasts, some people want Twitter, some people want Instagram, and so we just wanted to make sure that everybody got information for the supporters group the the way that they received the information. And a podcast was just something that I was good at and had experience with and had gear. And so we decided, Hey, let's go ahead and do this. Drew had done a few podcasts before Steve actually never done it, but we started the loyal locals podcast as part of the local supporter group to just put information out there and just make sure that if something was going to come out, you know, as far as, you know, tailgates and uh, TIFO painting, which Unfortunately, we all know what we're going through now. So yeah. this kind of more became a way of keeping people updated with what we're doing behind the scenes because we're still busy. So, you know, we decided to do it and it's been going on and, and I, I feel like we've been doing pretty well. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, I think the context is a huge part of it, right? Like other mediums, you have the ability to quickly get information out there like Twitter. Uh, our emails are actually rapidly, ravenously picked up by our group and they do a great job. But there is a certain context with the email where people are going to read the first two paragraphs and stop reading. Right. They're, you're going to say, what, can I, what do I need to know? And then TLDR. Right. Um, versus a podcast you're committing to a certain period of time to where we can give you context around decisions. We can give you context around uh, how we feel about the team um, and possibly just certain media shirts, all the things we do. Right. Uh, as a supporters group, especially when they're done kind of a little bit more. Uh, isolated, uh, for, for lack of a better term, during this period. Uh, it's given us ability to speak to people like that. But even before then, it was great to be able to show, and we always talked about it, it's a great like making of a, pop, making of a supporters group, letting people know the thought process, the mindset, the ideas, uh, the things that don't happen, right? The things we talk about in episode one or two that never take place uh, or uh, that might come back up. But it, it's funny to see those through lines or things that also just change over time. And, and for that, it's kind of a living document. Uh, in a sense, which I really like about podcasts because you can revise yourself with each new episode. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I will say, and I'll shoot it over to Alan, is there the quality of podcasting. I mean, I've been a, listening to podcasts for a while, um, and but the quality of podcast content coming out is, is fantastic it's from the locals. And again, the, the content quality from the Fairweather podcast. I mean, you guys do the triple box, the graphics, it's consistently a great. Uh, so kudos to you, Marissa and Chris, uh, Alan. But uh, as far as how it, how the little light bulb came up, how, how did that come about for you? Uh, I blame DK and Ewo um, and the Kept Faith podcast uh, to shout out another local San Diego podcast. Uh, shout out to be on. Right. Shout out to DK. Um, why can't we go? Can't, why can't we do a podcast without shouting out DK? Like he's, in he's every, everywhere. He's that's in what every, I was trying to say about your podcast, Jerry. You were doing a podcast I'm with DK everywhere. before we did the locals. Nah, uh, podcast. Uh, he's, so there he's, you go. Everywhere. he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Well, he was on the he was on the kept faith. And he's, he was talking about American soccer. And 
the need to support lower level soccer and local soccer. And he was like, if you want to support some lower level soccer, check out the USL show. And I was like, what is this USL show? And I started following the league as a, as a whole, like I didn't have a team. And then it was these guys from orange County were asking for help. And me being a, uh, a mediocre white guy, I was like, I do this. Um, and so I did it and I, I fell into some opportunities. Um, I was lucky enough to have some, that were willing to help me out um, and give me some pointers. Like Cesar was incredibly helpful at the beginning. Uh, and I just kind of started the league. I started working for Orange County and uh, San Diego was going to get their team. That's why I was like, I'm going to follow Orange County until San Diego can figure their lives. And then all of a sudden it was just like San Diego's getting a USL side. And I was like, I'm there. I'm on it. Um, and then I was kind of filling out the environment. Is there going to be people who want to talk about it? There's a lot of people who are really smart who are creating content and I wasn't sure and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna find some some good people to do it with um, and help create a community that I'm proud to be a part of and one part of it um, and, and I mean I'm standing on shoulders of giants if you will um, with with the amount of help that I and the guidance that I've gotten uh, from the community has been really helpful and I just want to like give back and be a part of that and encourage people to continue that conversation. Um, so, you know, without DK and Cesar with like old school, the Sholos podcast, and just kind of following those podcasts. Like those were my introduction to a lot of these things. And they were really good content and really good dudes. And I was like, I want to do that for Loyal. Well, what all of you guys, I mean, maybe you don't realize, or you do realize is that you're a necessity, like a hundred percent necessity. Cause I'm saying this from like a journalistic perspective, like maybe some of you do know, maybe some of you don't know, but just like the amount of you know, pitches that I've thrown to my editors when it comes to content for San Diego Loyal, whether it be from, from the numerous places that I've worked for, and they either don't listen to it or they either think, oh, well, maybe we'll work on that later. So because that doesn't happen, because on the Union Tribune, you don't have someone dedicated to the soccer scene, you don't have someone who's really dedicated, it's really who's in tune with what's happening with, with not only Loyal, but also just with Cholos, which just also 19 to four when they're around with soccer. It's just, you need people like yourselves to really keep people informed because if it wasn't all of you doing it, there wouldn't be that content out there. And if you're a diehard fan of the team, you wouldn't be able to access that if it wasn't for all of you guys, like it, it just, it, it just wouldn't be there. So, I mean, I, I, it's, I think it's, it's it's obviously very cool that it's 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 a passion, but I I feel like you guys also you guys also have to recognize it's a necessity. It really is, honestly. I think it's a necessity for for a lot of soccer fans who don't who who want to be updated regularly about this and want loyal to be treated like an actual professional team as opposed to me going like going to the Union Tribune and flipping to page six and there's like two sentences about loyal. You know, and I'm just like, all right, like, cool. Like, I'm obviously completely like uninformed here. So I think once again, you guys are an absolute necessity. And that's why I follow all of you guys there. You know, that's, hey, that's, I, I know what that. I would do without all of you, you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's Caesar Hernandez. On the mic. Man, Caesar, I mean, Caesar, you are truly the MVP for, for not, not just one of us here, but uh, you have also been uh, very generous with your time and, and, and your wisdom oh, yeah. per se. Um, but I'll let everybody know that when Alan went and I saw him um, during that Orange County game, I think you guys are going to be happy to know 
that I think he was cheering for Loyal. I think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I think. Oh, I, I, oh man. I'm still not sure, but we'll 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 let we'll let you guys decide when we all watch a game live. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I actually had uh, season tickets to Orange County their first season when they rebranded, and uh, I have an Adidas hat, which was, by the way, really really well done. Uh, take note, San Diego Loyal. Uh, and it was like Adidas with a super nice crest in the front. And long story short, I'm with Alan. We just wanted soccer, right? And we have it at home now. So this is the oh, cool is- part about it. When, I mean, for those of you that follow the the Loyal Locals podcast and, and know about me, LAFC was around in MLS. That was the closest club that I could say, hey, that's my club. And so I kind of dove into that and... When this came around, like now I'm 100% in on this and you guys can kind of see that and I'm getting a lot of, you know, hate because of it from L.A. But, hey, it is what it is. Like this is our hometown. And to speak for Alan and I think to speak for everybody here, we're just excited that there's so much content and amazing content, by the way, from not just the loyalists, not just from the loyals, not just from Fairweather, not just from Two Balls but from people like Caesar who are very much seasoned veterans that have been writing for a long time that actually this is like their bread and butter and, and he's at home. So I'm excited to have Caesar on and Chivas USA 2.0. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate that. Um, that's a, that's a very respected, uh, brand in Mexico. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for the stats too, man. You're always helping us out too with, uh, getting our yeah. numbers right. So I yeah, think it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the beer industry here. I think we kind of share stuff a little bit like, uh, you, you know, you'll hear breweries sharing grain when somebody needs some and they've got some extra in the, in the freezer or whatever. Um, all that kind of stuff, usually hops are floating around a little bit here. Uh, from brewery to brewery. So I think it's kind of similar with this podcast a little bit. We'll just kind of trade bits here and there. Plus, it's just things that even if we don't talk about it, I'll hear about it on one show and it'll kind of start a thought process that'll spin me off in a direction. Or I feel like, hey, they're covering that thought, so I don't have to go down that road. And I'm really glad they did because they talked about it better than I did <laughs> or would uh, for sure. So it's been nice too, being especially a kind of supporter focused podcast and staying in our lane. It's helped having other podcasts that they go off in different directions and do the profiles like Lance does. and uh, does a lot of the kind of reaction and kind of game in game out stuff like Fairweather does um, has been fantastic. And then having two balls with the kind of greater sports focus and, and obviously Darren and Jordan having the access, but also having uh, their kind of tradition of uh, tomfoolery uh, has, has helped all of us, I think, in terms of finding our not niche, but finding our lane uh, for our podcast, which is always a, a difficult thing to, to, to decide what you want to talk about and how you want to talk about it are two different things. So so thanks to everybody for for that and especially for the stats, bro. Hey Jordan and uh, Jordan and uh, um, uh, Darren are sold out, so they, we don't mention them anymore. All right, <laughs> they're not. They get paid by the club, uh, Drew. I'm just, I just want to throw that out there. That, that okay. was that, yeah. Jordan means. and Jaren. Jordan. Jordan and Jaren. Try say that five Darren. times fast. Wait, did yeah. Two Balls and Mike even talk about how they got started? I feel like we got to hear They're moderating, oh, but I feel like they got to oh, say geez. it. Right? Oh, they're oh, saying wow. they saw me play soccer once, and I know that they. We hated sports up until that moment where I just it was just poetry in motion. I was like, I need to cover that. Is you were their muse. You were their muse. <laughs> I do remember you coming up and telling me at the uh, Brock stuff, like, we're going to start a podcast, we're going to do this thing. I'm 
like, it was like super campeones. Like, going, you know, <laughs> here you are. You like know, with the old logo. Episodes in. So I'm, I'm like, it's cool. I saw like the kind of pre and, and knew where it was coming from and have been excited to watch kind of the, the grow into what it is now. And it's, uh, episode in and out. Like I'll still listen to some of the NFLs. I'm like, I don't even watch the NFL. I'm like, I'll listen to them because I like their picks. <laughs> oh, so oh, man, that means so much. <laughs> but why? Why'd you guys? Uh, why'd you guys do it anyway? So I mean, me and Tony met at work. Tony and I. Tony and I. Sorry. Sorry. I, <laughs> English is not very good. English is not very good. And honestly, uh, we would always talk sports. And I, I didn't think he knew how, that, that I knew my shit because I'm a lot younger than him. Like, a lot younger than him. All right, relax. Like, a lot <laughs> younger than him. It's still Tony's uh, old. Right. <laughs> uh, he told me, I don't know, we should start a podcast. I was like, I don't know. I kind of barely knew Tony, too. I was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and then, I don't know, he just gave me a, a piece of paper. He's like, write your top 11. Like, your best quad. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we just started flowing a conversation and... I was like, you know what? All right, let's start swiping credit cards. Let's start buying stuff. Swiping your credit card. My credit cards. Um, <laughs> uh, but in, ex- in exchange, he does all the editing. So. I do do all the work. Uh, ed- uh, he, he's the doo doo. He's the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is the uh, the face and and the, the wallet. Um, the wallet. <laughs> I do the, I do the. There we go. I'm I do the, the dirty work. I'm the Andrew of two walls and a mic. But definitely you are. <laughs> but definitely it, uh, you forgot to mention that we were stranded for eight hours reserving oh, yeah. a fire pit at uh, Mission Bay. And that's why we just started talking about, hey, we're going to, what's your top Mexican top 11? What's your this and this? What's your, and then, you know, we just vibed off of that and just, you just, you just knew. And, and I saw this young uh, buckaroo just needing a little <laughs> polishing and we're still working on it, but we're working on it together. Uh, and definitely uh, it's thanks to what we've seen from you guys and the response yeah. that you guys uh, have, have, have given, because like you said, like everybody here is a listener pretty much to everybody else's uh, podcast. And that's, and that's something uh, fantastic that I don't know that there's a, another team that doesn't have beef. Like, I, I think like we should be anchorman fighting at some point in the, <laughs> in, in the back alleys, but you know, it, it, it's something beautiful. I'm that we, I'm too weak. No, I, I, I think, I think you're, <laughs> I'd be more more afraid of you. You're wearing a suit right now. Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> uh, as we welcome uh, Chris uh, Walker, also from Fairweather. How's it going, Chris? Hey, what's, what's up, up Chris? Chris? What up? What up? Yo, yo. Hey, and I just wanted to say real quick. You guys have an octa- Is this going to be released in video? Can, are we going to be able to watch this? Yes, no, we're going to upload this. Uh, two okay, balls and a so mic. There's an octagon mask on your desk. I grew up watching Octagon, Máscara Sagrada, all of the triple A wrestlers. Tinieblas. So like, as yes. soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm, I'm just these guys. You know, <laughs> you know what's up. Oh heck yeah, bro! What what, what about Santo? I got a little poster there for Santo. Hey, yeah, there you go. What's your favorite luchador, Drew? Alan. Uh, <laughs> Libre. There's actually a, a, a luchador, Lucha Libre, that happens in Milwaukee uh, that was pretty awesome. Whoa, and I, that uh, cool. They would have just rotating dudes come through, and they were all pretty fantastic. My friend was a promoter for it, so I'd go to that all the time, even when I lived there, which was always kind of like a taste of going home, which was fantastic. Just the food, the music, the... Uh, uh, just uh, just everything was awesome. So that was always fun because I would get so drunk that I wouldn't remember any of the names of the luchadors, but it was a <laughs> flying good time. But that was, yeah. Is I, there I Mex- know- 
There's Mexicans in Milwaukee? Dude, we're everywhere, man. Surprising. Dude, we're everywhere, man. Fantastic. Oh, it's great. National Island yeah. Milwaukee has just as many Mexicans as National Island San Holy Diego. Dude. It is uh, the Mexican part of Milwaukee, and there is not great Mexican food. I will say that. There's like two places that are passable. I feel like if okay. you make it in Milwaukee, um, you deserve to stay regardless whether you have yeah, a national right? <laughs> I, I just like, yeah, I just like their certain. I just like their surf and turf burritos. That's my favorite. What? <laughs> oh, oh, like oh, okay. You're talking about wrestling. Like I thought you were talking about Mexican no. food. There, you can't. You can't take the. You can take the queso at the white, but you can't take the white. I, I can't say anything to Alan because he saved my life during the first game at the Loyals. Uh, yeah, so I can't. I can't say like literally. Alan can say anything about my culture about my wife about my kid. He can say whatever he wants. He saved my life. Uh, wait, wait, Jerry, jump into that story, but we'll talk. Yeah, about I want to hear the story, Jerry. Yeah, let's let's hear that story. Let's go for it. Yep. Okay, cool. So we were uh, <laughs> March March seventh, two thousand twenty. Is that what it was? March seventh. Bong bong. Yeah, this is a yes. Law and Order episode. Bong bong. Bong bong. <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, there. We don't have a capo, but I decided to take over uh, in the supporters group section and stand on uh, Alan's bass drum. And Alan literally looks at me and goes, no one stands on my bass drum, but you, I'm going to make an exception today. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. All right. This means a lot. So I better not mess this up. And he, so I stood and there's pictures of it too. Maybe we can, you know, I'll send you some pictures later, but um, I'm actually on his bass drum screaming at the crowd. There was maybe what, like three, 400 in, in our section at that point. And we're, we're, you know, we're getting the crowd pumped and stuff. <laughs> And I'm leaning back, and I've had, for some reason, beers just keep appearing in my hands. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Alan knows. So he's shaking his head, yes, because he's like, dude, where are these beers like by my head, like, And Alan's like, oh, I think we're going to have to tie a belt to you or something and put some sort of harness on you, bro, because you're going to fall over. And if you guys know the stadium uh, at USD, like, it is high up there. Yeah. And I'm, like, slipping, and he actually pulled me back. He he like had the drumsticks and somehow like grabbed me with the drumsticks and held me back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fall. So anyways, I owe my life to Alan because I would have definitely fallen if it wasn't for him. Now, um, Jerry, so was this before be you dropped your phone, Jerry? Oh, I dropped. Yes. And I dropped my phone and Tony saved it and grabbed it and threw it at no, me. No. Johannes. Johannes, the security, the security guard. guard Johannes. Shout out Johannes, who we who never forget. We got an extra shift to work the next home game which never happened. i told the security their boss hey this guy's so good save this guy's phone he got in there i couldn't fit he slid in <laughs> save the date this guy deserves an extra shift for the next day so we can hang out they were like yes great and i think we all know the fact that there was unfortunately no next home game and i think with that you know march 7th is great and it hurts a little bit just to kind of think because it was the last home game. But let's talk a little bit more about the team itself and after March 7th, because I think on everybody's respective podcast, we have a Ken Burns amount of film to compile about that day. Um, but what do you guys think about the team? I mean, guys, we've had a team here in San Diego for an entire season, uh, whatever you may may want to make of it but what do you think of the team that represents your city the team that you support the team that day in day out is a reflection of the people of 
that they play in front of and, and play for. Lance, we haven't heard from you for a while, or Chris. You're joining in. Let's get you. That's right. We'll get Lance first. I was looking for my boy Jake to be on the call for that matter. He, he didn't want to show up, man. He was like, nah, it's about, the, it's about the local uh, loyals. Yeah, Boo. I'm about to it. screenshot him and let him know how he's missing out. <laughs> but, um, for yeah, sure. as far as, far as uh, what I think about the team, man, um, God, I, I love the team, bro. I love the team. I, I, I love everything about the team, man. I love the way they were playing this the, the first season, I was extremely impressed when we got the three new signings. Though that was a happy day for me. I was I was frustrated. I think as uh, most people were with our finishing technique. I I was always screaming at the TV, wondering why we couldn't put it in back of the net. I I just couldn't understand that. And then when you got Guido, Rubio, and Barry coming in, it, it changed our whole lineup, and I loved it. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. I, oh, I, he's asking questions now. Yeah, be, because here's the here's my thing, dude. <laughs> I'm I trip out one because I'm so used to a transfer window, and we don't USL doesn't have a transfer window, so it's just like players are coming and going whenever whenever we need them. But my big thing, and I'm I, I just want to get a consensus from you guys, dude. What? Wow. What the hell was up with Ben Spencer coming in every every game, dude? I I just didn't understand why <laughs> Francis would be taken out and Spencer would be put in. I I had a I had a hard time with Spencer going in, and every time he came in, I'm like, fuck, there goes the game. Oh shit, we're done. No, Spencer's no. in. I'm gonna weigh in yeah. on that one. I'm gonna weigh in. Yeah, on that so one. I, I'm it, just Chris. curious about what all you guys think as as far as loyal fans and watching the team, man. I mean, y'all y'all had y'all had. I mean, I guess this this kind of. This is breaking the net, but I mean, word is sources. Y'all had Spencer way back in the day when it was slipped out at that uh, uh, soccer's match. And then all of a sudden sources say that he was not on the team because the flow wasn't flowing and they brought in some other person from FC Dallas for free. Hmm. So then all of a sudden, that's kind of what your team was. And then at some point, I guess the flow was flowing again, right? Sources say. And then Spencer reappeared on your team. Now, as far as him being in the game and then he maybe not being your favorite sub or the, the, how the match would be, you got to understand like, okay, so watching Spencer last year, like he had a serious like game change, like come up, like he was playing fc tucson um he was impressing doing some things there you know scoring some goals and of course fc tucson then is obviously owned by phoenix rising right so right 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 not anymore it used but, to be not anymore it used to be right. but yeah that's right the side girl formerly known as but anyways <laughs> uh, um so then so then he was doing things for phoenix rising he was coming in kind of making some some things happen Right. So essentially you get a piece from like the Phoenix rising, you know what I mean? Like a catalog, if you will. So while it may seem like maybe like he takes away from all that speed up front that you have, like, like he's a player for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's definitely like going to be a different kind. And I think that when y'all, when, when loyal have, uh, more consistent weapons up front. And I mean, and I mean that to say that like, you know, cause if you look at him I and you really had one dude up front, maybe two, and then 
it was apparent that we needed more, right? That, that sort of attack was like missing something big every single time it would, if a two any has so much speed, you know what I'm saying? Or motion money, but it's like, they lacked that third person, you know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's what I think Ben Spencer is going to give you. And I just think he has a lot of experience to bring. And oh, when Chris, when is he gonna give us? That's yeah. I mean, what what else? Never. Do you... hey, hey, are you up. saying when... that because he's from New Mexico, bro? No, not not <laughs> be, not only because of that, but <laughs> but I will, but I will, and I'm just messing. But like, but the real is that he's gonna bring it to your first look. This is a way different year mm-hmm. than what it would be. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. this cat That's was fair. looking for a spot, then all of a sudden he didn't have a spot. It's COVID, and you know your club kind of pulled a uh, El Paso, kind of pulling in players in the middle of the season and stuff, and you know. So I mean, don't worry. Like, you know, Cat's gonna do what he's gonna do for y'all, but you need you need a little bit more of a regular year. Dudes need to know where they're playing and like they're, they're gonna get paid so they can like lace up those sneaks, you know what I mean, and get some eats and everything. Yeah, I yeah. think I just I, I, yeah. I think I just had a hard time with him, dude, when he. Oh, he he had that shot in front of the net and he tried to do some back heel bullshit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Poke that bitch in with your toe. What are you doing this heel trick shit? For? It was very Jordan Caruth uh soccer. <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep bringing that shit back. Because that was hilarious. And no offense Jordan. That's a, for Jordan Caruth, that's a very hard play. For a number nine in a professional setting, you gotta get a boot on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, I do think um, uh, to defend to okay, get, be yeah. with kind of Chris for a second on this. I do think he was making a lot of the runs that Rubio and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know Barry are, are are making now is exactly the same sort of thing. They he, they're just better natural finishers. They're also better carriers of the ball. He's not as mm-hmm. good at that. I do think that that's what our, our team was crying out for was some guys who would get forward uh, and be a big target. Uh, Para was good at doing that, even though he mm-hmm. wasn't big. Once you lost him, you lost some elements of that. I think. Uh, and that's where Ben trying to be that on his own struggled for sure. But it yes. did seem futile. It seemed when you brought him in, it was just like a minute defeat, kind of like uh, certain teams have that player where you just, when you bring him on, you're like, oh man, there goes the game. That's, that's Usually it. It's but so they turned it around and, and he's a, it's a long career, right? He can always come back and, you know, each season is different. Players are very radically different sometimes season to season, but agreed. It was a, a frustrating thing to watch. Now it's exciting because we got so many options to possibly put something in and hopefully against Phoenix here. We'll see. Uh- I mean, the thing is, just like as much as I would love to dive in, like to a tactical conversation about, about oh, oil. Come on. That's I mean, why you're here, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, but like the thing is, like the original question is just kind of like about loyal in their first season. You have to realize that, like, you need players like him to complement what they've clearly tried to do recently, which is try to bring a lot of local talent. You know, so I mean, here's the thing. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm maybe that's it's it's a little too of a simplified statement to make but i mean when you look at the way that loyal play when you look at the fact that they're trying to bring in uh local talent and you see a dude who's in his mid-20s he's what six five what he's like he's, he's a he's, he's a big dude like you, you see him he has youth national team experience he he's had i mean limited mls experience from, from what i've seen so you think that that would kind of complement and work what's been working with the rest of the team granted it hasn't been as successful as many of us uh, think it's been, it has been you know i i definitely criticized him as well but i think when you take a step back and look at the rest of the squad i mean for a debut season for a team that has had to go through what they've had to go through and just unprecedented times like 
it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. You can see a, not only just an identity, but an identity that's mm-hmm. slowly had to adapt to. You can see where Landon initially was just like, cool, let's do some variation of a three five two once again we don't have to dive into tactics it's gonna be a little boring we do like a little bit like a three five two just make this like exciting soccer and then you can see him slowly adapt to be like no 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 no. maybe let's do a little more of a four four two defensively be a little bit more practical but then maybe when we go on the, going forward it turns into a three five two whatever tactics whatever boring but <laughs> I, I think broke the team phoenix broke the team but but they're, they're, yeah, I mean, here it's a debut season for a team. That like I think I think when you look at what they've done so far, like I don't think it's bad. Maybe I'm I'm saying this someone who who is just I'm I, I try to look at every soccer team other than the Mexican national team. That's the only team I root for. Maybe the Quakes, but <laughs> don't see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Mexican that's the only team I root for. So, so I'm trying to say this from someone who's, <laughs> who's who's trying to be like a level playing field. But I think they've been doing all right for their first yeah. season. Yeah. I. I think they've been hey, doing you know okay. What? I, I do like that Caesar. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say no. loyal yeah, I'm gonna say no. loyal I'm gonna say loyal fans got a little too entitled quickly. Yikes. Like okay. y'all were peaking, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Peaking, That's fair. peaking early. And I know it all too well from a year before. Peaking all too fast. And and I was like, man, they gotta they gotta they gotta slow down. They gotta slow down because it you know it's gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna happen where the you know the it's it hits that that peak and it's go and and then people are gonna be pissed and our team sucks and oh it's just like San Diego and I knew it and then and you know and then what what I'm really happy about though is I'm really happy that as me and Alan are on Fairweather Pod and we're talking trying to figure out these last four matches. You know, and you, there was no way we could be like, yeah, we're just going to roll into Phoenix and take three because you can't say that about Phoenix. Like you watch them play long enough. There was just no way you could be saying that confidently. Like we could mess around and say, oh, we're going to beat Phoenix like five nil. But, you know, like you never hear me doing that on the show because I, I know where, you know, where to cut the BS. Right. So, but it's like to look at it and go, okay got three on phoenix that's tight you know made some unthinkables happen with you know la and las vegas it's a different picture now it's like phoenix can't even clinch group because there's still some stuff that can happen and i think that you know going into this if i remember from the beginning it was like oh phoenix is a surefire orange county and san diego are gonna have to figure it out and I mean, things are different, you know what I mean? Like y'all, you know what I mean? Loyal has ultimately like made it hard for, for, um, for Phoenix, you know, and even Orange County, it's not, it isn't as easy as it was, it, it appeared to be. So I got two things. First one is any team that goes three nil against LA, two nil against Orange County and goes to Phoenix and beats them. Tell them. That's a successful season. Tell them. I don't care. That's a successful season. One more time. Like, right. People in the back. Second of all, if this is a regular season, Loyal right now is like 1.5-something points per game. That is good for a playoff game, for sure. Right now, they're sitting 7th in the West. 7th in the West, and they've had to play Phoenix twice already, Orange County three times. They've had to play the big dogs in the West. They are sitting 7th in the West right now. If this was regular season, they'd be looking at fighting for a playoff match or hosting a play-in game. 
And if you told me at the beginning of the season that San Diego Loyal will be signed up for a home game as a play-in game, I'd be like, I'm there for that twice. Like, <laughs> I, I think that's the thing that Loyal fans need to realize that, yes, we probably were on the outside looking in on the playoffs. Orange County and L.A. have their have have games in hand and are more likely to make the playoffs. But in a regular, like in before times, Loyal has a great season right now. And what they've shown is we are not going to rest on the players that we have. We're going to go out and we're going to address the needs mid-season. Like normal season, they're probably like, we're going to play 14 games and then we're going to go out and get some people. And that's usually around July. This season, it's September. And what they've shown is that commitment to bring a winning team to get the players they need to be competitive. And they went on and like if they don't make the playoffs, it's still a successful season because they went on that run and three nil against L.A. when L.A. is playing well, two nil against Orange County and went into Phoenix and outplayed Phoenix. If you like Rick Schantz was like, yep, they outplayed us. Like you give up three goals, you're not going to win games. Sorry. Like San Diego outplayed Phoenix. Now the L.A. game. I'm not going to get into, but I think as loyal fans and someone who's looking outside as a as a as a neutral realizes that San Diego is here to play. They're going to be in contention for a playoff uh, position every year, and they're not someone you're going to be able to sleep on. And that's something I can say in year one to be proud of. A year one team sure made playoffs last year in the West, but I mean, there's good teams that aren't making it this year. In the East, like Indy or St. Louis, are not going to make it. And those are two really solid teams. There's going to be bad teams that make the playoffs, like an Austin Bold or a Tulsa Roughnecks or whatever they're called in the <laughs> San Diego should be very proud of their team. They should be realize that, yes, they might not make the playoffs, but this isn't like the Padres where it's going to be forever before they make the playoffs and it's going to be this huge sigh of relief. Hey, and congratulations hey. to the Padres. Hey. Yes. They're like 100% behind <laughs> yes, them. Yes, thank but you. Loyal is Jerry. going to be that team that's in that conversation every year, and they've proved it this year. And I'm like extremely excited to see what a normal 34 game season looks like for them. I've had more games because uh, yes, Oakland's coming in, so the Califas mm, is bigger, right? Love Oakland, <laughs> love Oakland. And then tactically, I love like Cesar and I go back and forth about what are we watching right now? What is this? Who's there? <laughs> What's, who's there playing? So I get my I get my tactics like behind the scenes and i like love every minute of that and and that's that's a huge part of of why you know it's so great to be able to talk with so many different people because the, there are so many different ways to view the same thing and especially the game and how it should be approached and you know we have those differing views and at the end of the day we have not necessarily that much of a say in what happens with what people who gets to put on uh you know on the roster on the lineup on that day but what we can do is 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 support and make our voices as much as loud as possible uh but moving away a little bit from uh what happens on the pitch i want to talk a little bit about what loyal has been doing off the pitch because some of the movements some of the uh just i don't even know like i'm even including like the social media that loyal has the the, the great people that they have in the front office i would just want to go over and i'll start maybe with uh either jerry or drew um what has been your best your favorite off the field loyal thing i guess i don't even know what to say just thing you know that's super open-ended but I'll, I'll let you guys have at it with that go ahead drew okay 
Um, for me, it's it's somewhat shallow and self-centered in some ways, and then I'll, I'll have one that's more community-based. Uh, for me, it's definitely the name, I think, uh, was, was kind of an exciting process to be part of uh, leading up to finding out we're going to have a team, finding out it's for real, meeting the people behind it, finding out that they're legit uh, and good-natured people, and generally just like having this this sense of these these are people who know what you know know exactly what uh what people want here uh even if they're not from here even if they maybe had moved away and moved back they were people who understood the core essence of what people here wanted and are looking for in terms of a soccer product uh they had that knowledge but they also wanted to drill into which was a kind of damaged thing to look at is the san diego sports psyche and what we wanted for you know the next 100 years and, uh, you know, in, in that process, turned a lot of people, turned a lot of, including myself, and had us come in and just kind of tell them everything uh, they wanted to do, um, you know, and, and say, hey, this, this is, you know, what I'm looking for and what I'm, uh, what I want. And they listened to us for hours and, you know, on end in terms of different listening sessions and all sorts of things from different communities that didn't even consider soccer. So to me, the idea of that set the stage for we're not just going to be interested in the soccer community but we're going to be interested in the community at large. And so for me personally, it was fantastic to be involved and it kind of brought me into understanding them. But in terms of the, the, the next step of kind of being part of that community and not just introducing yourself and saying, Hey, we we're just figuring out what to call ourselves, but what do you think? Um, and, and how do we fit in? The next step is actually fitting in and doing that for the community and, and in every step, it seems like choosing a partner, choosing Stone, who not only was there, and, I, and I'll point at this again, they do distribute other people's beer as well. So it's not just Stone, but Stone as a, as a company. It's obviously Stone Brewing they're highlighting, but choosing somebody who's helped lift up other independent breweries locally mm-hmm. uh, initially is a huge deal, as well as Rady's Children's and certain brands that are just you know immutable to San Diegans that they want to partner with, but also off the field in terms of, as you said, uh, just the activism and the ability to have a chairman who is young enough. And they touted this when they had Andrew come out and we, we didn't know a ton about him, but we knew he was young. And because of that socially being not just, you know, uh, you know, bent towards a certain way because of his generation, but also somebody who's dialed in on the pulse of what people feel and think um, is awesome. So uh, it, to me, that's been the cool thing is to watch that kind of ethos and and knowing these people and knowing that they're great people, but not all organizations let their people speak as freely or express themselves this way. This group definitely has and has been that through the core. And uh, to me, it's been exciting to kind of watch that for me is off the field, um, you know, developing that kind of partnership, obviously. Uh, I think the, the thing that I'm most proud of at this point is probably just the, the jerseys themselves, the Black Lives Matter jerseys, and the idea of, you know, kind of getting in with that um, stance to say this is something we're going to do for a long time. And it's something that we is, you know, non-negotiable from putting the, the name on the back of the jersey. And it's something that we really, really believe in, um, not just beyond this campaign of kneeling, uh, but to, you know, obviously take it to the fullest extent when necessary. So uh, to me, that's that's been the proudest moment is watching that through line. But uh, I'll, I'll open it up for Jerry a little bit. Come here, dude. Come here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I love it, man. What, I love what Drew it. said. That air, air hug, man. Six feet. Six feet. Six feet. What Drew said. What Drew said. No, I agree. Uh, 100%. I think that for us, it's just the openness that the club has uh, given us and, and willing to work with us. You know, I, I made a joke on Twitter about. Uh, Hey, we got we all got together because you guys won't give us Guido, but they've been yes. working on get us getting us <laughs> players and 
they're always willing to work with us as media, uh, which we're not. We're supporters. You guys maybe a little bit more media, but I think we all have. Yeah, exactly. Quote unquote media. <laughs> That's all Caesar, man. Like we all. He's the only one. <laughs> He's the only one with the check mark. The check mark. <laughs> we all add into the culture in such a way that it's it's very much needed. Like Caesar said, we're all. Yeah. We're all specifically doing a a different job. We may be on a podcast, but it's different in such a way that we're all adding to the community. We're at, all adding to what it is that this uh, is supposed to be all together as a family. And so the club, I think, going back to your question, is you know what we have enjoyed from the club is the fact that they're open to us, that they welcome us in and they're like, hey, you guys are all a part of this what do you need from us? And not a lot of clubs do that. I want you guys to understand that. Like, not a lot of clubs are willing to do that. Uh, I think I think all of us kind of know that already. I think all of us have experience enough to where we understand how unique this club is, and to have it, you know, just a few miles away from us, it's it's pretty great. So that's all I'm going to add. No, definitely. We got to we got we got to give a shot. I mean, have we not? give enough of a shout out to locals i mean just like i mean i obviously that? a handful of you like represent the locals <laughs> but just i mean just i think if we're talking about the growth of what, what's been happening recently behind the scenes like we gotta give you guys like an immense amount of credit at least from the at least from the glimpses that i've seen like i've always had a i know portray myself as a, you know, a little bit of a fly on the wall when it comes to what you guys are doing but i mean if we're talking about the growth of loyal then we also have to discuss the growth of the locals there's kind of been kind of on the same track you know it's and it's been fascinating just to see like we're talking once again behind the scenes stuff i mean what was it last november you guys had uh that meeting at border x where you guys were you know dishing out like the official roles within the organization uh i think it was I have it written down here i think it was yeah in february i think there was about 12 of you they were like practicing songs you know, over at uh, USD. And then with a matter of days, it was just an entire stand filled with flags and chants and, and that, that friendly against uh, Costa del Este. So if we're, if we're talking about the growth of Loyal, we're, we're talking about what's happening behind the scenes. I think we got, we, we got to give a lot of credit to, to, to the locals too, just because it's been, it's, it's, it's been absolutely incredible just to see what you guys have been doing, you know, and, and, and it's so, and, and, I, and I mentioned this, in the, I think the last time I was here in the two balls and uh, a mic uh, podcast, just how unfortunate it was for you guys to be just be building and building and building and building and building. And yes, you had that inaugural match, but just to have everything taken away from you, well, obviously the things completely not from your control, but just for you guys to not only have to, you know, adapt to that, but to also like build upon that again, looking towards the next season. Just, man, I don't know. I, I I have to give you guys so much credit just for what you guys have been like, not only gone through the last several months, but just what you did beforehand, building up to that debut season and now looking forward to the next season. And just, I don't know, I, I, I can't imagine all, all, all that work you guys are doing right now. And, and it Thanks, goes, man. Definitely goes hand in hand with the club. And that's that's the important thing, too, is not only is it important to realize that not every club gives you access like this, but not every club is so open to the supporters group and just working so hand in hand with them. And and even to the point where there was disagreements uh, at times in, yeah. in, the, in the season and, and those got worked out in a, in a civil manner. It, I, there wasn't any faction. Yeah, I, th I think what helps a lot is that as the loyal is super interactive 
with their social media with fans in general uh you can tweet at them and they'll even like it and they'll even reply even if you have five followers on twitter so i think that's what's great about the team even landon is super interactive uh so us as fans and having that interaction with our, the team that we watch on tv or even live i think that just motivates every single one of us to invest even more time into this club and i think that's great honestly i think the word that i like to use is accessible Yes. Right, these guys mm. are absolutely accessible. So shout out to uh, Ryan and Jesse and the media team that are just killing it. They're doing a really good job. They yeah, take man. care as well. Yeah, they they'll even let you know that they release players on the spot, <laughs> <laughs> which they don't have to do. Yeah, no, they don't. I mean, I, I wish they were a little bit more open about some things, yeah. but they don't necessarily have to. To be uh, fair, mm-hmm. they are actually pretty open about stuff. So, <laughs> which which. It's, talk it about stuff like that. Is a good segue <laughs> into uh, Lance. Uh, I saw you a couple of times over. I saw us, um, the Loyalist podcast be represented in the front row in, in, in this new era with uh, with no fans. Uh, but in general, uh, and we'll, we'll kick it off with you. What what do you think Loyal as an organization, as a sports team, as a soccer team, as a community member, what do you think Loyal can improve on or do better? And then, you know, again, same open to, to everybody. Oh, man, dude, that's a that's a great question and a tough one at the same time, just because this is my first really encounter with a like a new professional uh, team, sports team. Like, I, I mean, as far as I was concerned, man, um, Going to the first match was amazing. I thought Ricardo Campos and his team did an amazing job putting the stadium together. I mean, when you were driving up the, uh, the, the, the street and you saw the loyal banners and the flags just put in the grass and creating like some sort of walkway, I thought that was beautiful. I, and I didn't expect that. I honestly didn't expect that. And then with Casey Patterson and his ticketing team, like just calling up people like, like, um, Jerry was saying very accessible. Like I thought, I thought the, um, the, the front office did a tremendous job just keeping everything like all, all in contact. In fact, I remember I'm sitting on the couch. I I forget. It it was during the COVID time, right? I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden my phone rings and I pick it up and he's like, Lance. And I'm like, yeah, this is Lance. And he's like, Hey Lance, this is Landon Donovan. I'm like, Oh bullshit. Who is this? And he's like, nah, this is Landon Donovan. I'm like, all right, man, who, who is it really? <laughs> He's like, no, it's Landon Donovan. I'm like, Landon? He's like, yeah, I just wanted to call and say thanks for being a ticket member. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Landon Donovan calling me. Like, come on, man. Who, what other club does that? Like, it was, it was amazing, you know? So as far as just the little things, I thought, man, they paid attention to detail. I thought, um, I thought their front office team was put together well. I loved Warren, Andrew, Landon. I mean, and... And just going back to what Caesar said to uh, to Drew and, and and Jerry about the 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 locals, I remember when I first showed up at the first match, man, and you guys had everything already set up. It was tremendous, dude. I I had no, I, I mean, I know there was a lot of work behind the scenes. I don't know everything that went on, but man, it showed there. And I know it was just our first game, so everybody's finding, you know, how to do things and how things are going to run and work, but. Guys, I can't wait till next season, honestly, bro. I I really can't. I and I applaud all all of the locals' um, leadership team, dude. Because 
honestly, I know it's a, it's probably a hard job and I know you probably get a lot of suggestions and, and talking points coming at you guys, but man, you've guys done an outstanding job. So hats off to you guys, man. Thanks, man. Hey, man, I want to add to the roast. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say for, for trying to <laughs> say uh, what they should do. Everybody, cues, everybody uh, can you, can you uh, cut Chris's uh, awesome. mic, please? Thanks. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I want to add. No, you know, honestly, from being where I'm at, you know, and, you know, of course, having a having a local who is who is there, um, you know, I've heard nothing but good things, you know, from from you two and, and the rest of your crew and and everything that y'all have done. I mean, you know, from the get go, everything has has been um, <clears throat> has been just very like cohesive. I mean, from those initial TIFOs y'all were painting, um, you know, the coasters are dope. I got mine here, you know, and uh, I mean, everything has been sick. And I mean, really, I, I've seen a lot of it from afar. I've seen decisions y'all have made. I mean, you know, like who who you may have reached out to, you know, to kind of, you know, some good, good, good respect on the name. You know what I mean? Put some good, good words to it. Um, y'all really haven't done, I mean, you've done, you've done a lot and you haven't done anything that was like, Ooh, I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, and that, that being said, like you're, you're heavily involved and, and to the fact of what Lance was saying, like y'all are even open-minded. I mean, you know, I think about that time when we were on a pod together, you know, you guys were obviously very open to, you know, other people's suggestions, you know, I'm seeing this, um, I'm seeing this community like grow, you know, we're seeing other efforts come about, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I was really hoping to obviously be at that Labor Day match, you know, and, uh, and, and being at, at a few others as well, you know, so obviously when it comes to next season, you know, I'm trying to be at several, several of those matches for sure. Trying to get the fly out, trying to get, Back to Lucha Libre Tacos because uh, <laughs> I need to sit in that golden seat for sure. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, just thank you, man. I just really quick wanted to say that this doesn't happen, and the reason that the locals are as good as they are is because I think that people like Drew, people like Steve, people like Daryl, um, people like our leadership, honestly, has set such a foundation where it's like, hey. Let's not cl be closed minded. Let's open it up to if, if there is suggestions, if somebody does want to add to this, this is this is for them. This is not for us. We're going to just kind of create a foundation and then everybody's going to build on that foundation. Um, and that foundation is not even done being built yet. This is year one. Right. So going into 5. this, just yeah, <laughs> 0.5. Uh, and you guys know that I said 2021. Uh, so anyways, uh, Alan. It's year no, zero, Jerry. We're starting in 2021. You got your wish. <laughs> no. Uh, but it, it's the idea of building together and really making it San Diego is what's making it as good as it is. We experienced just a taste. And Lance said, you know, the first game was amazing. You guys did a great job. Man, I wish you would have seen what we had in store for this coming game. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know what that was. And I am so excited to think of what we're going to be able to build together with all of you guys. So uh, I appreciate your, your guys' kind of words. We are doing a lot of work and it's, it's, 
honestly, all of you guys are a part of it. And if you, if anybody that's listening wants to add to it, it's it's about you all. It's not about us one individual it's us all building together which is why i'm so excited to be a part of this with you guys is you know there's you know one two three four five six seven eight of us here right now but there's so many more people that you don't get to see behind the scenes that are doing so much work to make this what it is so we appreciate you guys listening and <laughs> that's all i have to say thank you uh, I, I, thanks guys we we love it man and actually uh we actually have a little bit of Breaking news. Uh, wow. Jordan Carruth uh, says the unnamed soccer podcast sends its love tonight. Have fun. So shout out to them. Um, Feels like a trick. Sold it. <laughs> Hacks. Feels like a trick. I'm just reading it. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, <laughs> no, we love those guys. Definitely. I'm just kidding. They know that. They're great. Okay, yeah, yeah. They get the song. We didn't have a name, Jerry. So they're good people. They still don't have a name. Um, we, How do we yeah. all have names and they don't have a name? Whatever. Yeah, Drew, do you want through you, three years of naming stuff? <laughs> right. You said you wanted a you you had a few suggestions. For oh, the team. I have some suggestions, but we were very positive, and everybody shared yeah. the love with us. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was stuff that as you had as Chris was saying, stuff that we put out that uh, he wasn't like, ooh. There's even stuff we put out that I've been like, ooh. I'm just kidding. Um, but there there is stuff internally that we bat back and forth until we understand it. There is a sense of make me understand this. I, I don't like this, but make me understand it because I don't want to be, um, you know, on the wrong side of this. I want to, I don't want to be right. I want to get it right. Right. And that's like where we come from as a group is totally that mentality of getting it right uh, for everybody. Because again, this is all, all our hopes and dreams. And we've put so much into this that I think we can see uh, we've just lost it and been so close to it so many times that I think we see the fragility of it all and we know that you know luckily this is such a solid foundation that's how we had to build it is to make sure that it's going to withstand all these different storms and we built this lighthouse that people can come to so i appreciate you guys on that because it's hard manning the lighthouse especially when it's it's lonely sometimes so it's weird uh when there's no jason momoa at the end of the at the dock (laughs) no exactly it's uh there's no special powers to it's more of the uh uh, the lighthouse film with uh, what's his face from Twilight and then uh, Willem Dafoe, where they uh, apparently got super drunk and it was actually in a lighthouse. Anyway, uh, it's all black. Someone's and white. Like, no, don't, don't, don't that, that, the, 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 that, Yeah, that black <laughs> yeah, and white we movie were. that nobody saw. No one saw that yeah. movie. That, no, that, no, that, no, I'm, that, I'm over here drinking wine. Yeah, it's my problem. As I say, like, my elitist self over here. Yeah, that's right. I get to have beer during our podcast. We did it yesterday. I'm doing wine. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta switch it up. No, definitely. So things at club get, we get more wine choices at the venue. But really, I think uh, one of the things I really wanted to see them do more of they're already doing, but I think they should continue more of it is embracing the layall side. Uh, it was one of those things we yeah. talked about when the name mm-hmm. came out was that hey, this name's great, but it really doesn't embrace much ninety south of the ninety four with the crest and with the name. The name is there loyal to San Diego, but it felt like the branding didn't really reach that way and that layall was obviously on the table there. Um, that made sense or just kind of embracing that side of it with SAP and, and using Spanish uh, language, uh, you know, influence as well. And I think that they've been driving that with their pre and post show uh, and, and driving that direction. I think they can always pull in two balls for more of that flavor as well. So you guys should definitely be on their, their call sheet for next season uh, if they choose to do some more kind of media pieces for sure. But uh, for me, I think that's something that I'd love to see them do more 
organic stuff that's just more involved in that as opposed to just kind of checking boxes. Um, but I know they can. That's why I'm kind of pointing in that direction versus saying, you know, here's something that's super under a sign of Van Dyke or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, that'd be great. But uh, <laughs> have him and Joe play, play alongside each other. But, um, you know, realistically, I think that's something that obviously is on the table that all of us have heard them say they really want to do. And I think that they could do a little bit more of, but with 2020, it's always, you have to prioritize and being able to keep their staff and keep operating to keep the lights on as normal. That, that was priority number one. And then priority number two will be kind of trying to find those areas that maybe they can grow as much um, just given that they had to keep running. So that's, that's my big one. And then beyond that, it would be um, getting us back creating a vaccine so we can all get back in the stadium. I think that's something they could really work yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Landon, yeah. Exactly. Uh, get on that. <laughs> I don't know Ooh. what you're doing over here. Coaching. Yeah. I mean, that would be it. Uh, so, just those two things. The yeah. second one's kind of like a, it's easy. You're going to knock it yeah. out over a weekend. And like, shout out to Chavos Loyal for bringing a lot of that flavor to the table too. Like I think there's, Chavos. there's yeah. room that people are stepping up into, yeah, uh, and that's the kind of those. stuff we could have had, as Jerry was saying, that we just right. couldn't grow, right? We didn't have the space. Yeah. They were there. Those guys were there with us, mm -hmm. with Alan, mm -hmm. with all of us singing mm -hmm. that first game. They just weren't called shot of us yet, and right. uh, it's still forming, right? Kevin <laughs> definitely, definitely had a large part of, of uh, saving my life along with Alan, actually. Yeah. There was I'm a lot of life saving. I saved Warren's life. There right. was a lot of slippery bleachers there. <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed I missed their shirt because uh, I think they're they are. I think organically, there's some things that are going to happen. They're going to fill some of those voids, yes. like the loyal, the rainbow loyal, the Chavos yeah. de loyal. Um, or like we see with like um, some of the black supporters groups already in existence in USL. I think there's some things that can happen organically that just haven't had enough time. The the thing that I would like to see better from loyal. Um, they were groundbreaking hiring Kerry Taylor. Uh, they made history by hiring Kerry Taylor and have introduced um, a variety. I shouldn't say a variety. That's the wrong word. But um, they really mm. focus on trying binders to create a full of women. Is that what you're getting right, to? Binders <laughs> sorted. <laughs> yes. But I, I, I would like I would like to see Loyal continue to go that direction yeah. of groundbreaking hires that Great. really work on creating a diverse group. Uh, in the front office, the group, diverse group, and the coaching staff, uh, and they've they've done a decent job. I would like to see them be, I would like to see them and like the roots kind of be the Northern and Southern California push to really bring a diverse culture to USL that's kind of been lacking. Um, and they, like I said, they've been a little bit groundbreaking, but I'd like to see them go further. I'd like to see them step into some things and give people an opportunity to work in positions that aren't typically um held by non-white guys um, and i would like to see them continue to push that envelope mm -hmm. and i have faith that they will based on the people that are around them but i'm still going to encourage them because it's not quite there to continue to break down those barriers and be that guiding light of the usl to say we are going to create the most diverse coaching staff the most diverse players, the most diverse front office. And we're going to show people and give people a chance to really be successful in a way that hasn't been the case in U.S. soccer. I mean, even look at the the hiring the men's national team coach, like, oh, he doesn't speak English. It's like you missed on so many yeah. people that are really, really good just because they didn't check all of the right boxes. Like, nah. Forget that. I think Loyal has a has a role to play and has a job to do in breaking down those barriers. And they've done it once and they've done it twice. I think that they can continue to step into that and really create and show teams that you can create a diverse group of 
uh, of coaches and front office staff that it's also very successful and give people a shot. Um, and I have faith that they'll do that. But that's the kind of the one thing that I'm hoping that they continue to do. Definitely. And and they have done a great job. And going a little bit back to what Drew was saying, um, keeping their staff and the lights on was huge. And you can tell we had an interview with with uh, Andrew where he started talking about that. And, and you, I told him, what's the best thing that you guys have done over this over this pandemic? Having Rady's done, having all those uh, social awareness um, movements happening. And for him, the, it seemed like he was incredibly proud of the fact that he was able to keep everybody on board. And, and that is is huge, I, I believe. And, uh, you know, he even, he even got emotional a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But again, that's that's the foundation and it, uh, of this club with people like players like Zizzo, who, you know, who are from here, the the point that they're making of, hey, look, these guys might not get as many play uh, play time as 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 they uh, as they should, or some get too much play time. But hey, they're local. But those are the roots of this this club and, and this and this city is is responding well to that. And I, I think they are doing a lot of things right. And I think that for the most part, I, th- I think they've captivated the city where they wanted to and, and some. And that's in spite of a pandemic. And uh, again, uh, Cesar, you're, you're mm-hmm. the most professional out of all of us here. Um, no, no, don't He's give us that. Professional. Don't, hey, only <laughs> professional. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, what does what does this look like as far as you know in the main stream in a, in a sense this movement of San Diego coming out with a team like this that is listening to their community listening to their fans sometimes they get into arguments because they flip a crest upside down and and that's its own thing but with that you know what how does what's your vision of of what this club has given the city and this, what the city has given this club. Well, first off, I felt a little weird because I decided to have the delicious IPA. And I was like, oh, God, maybe I shouldn't decide upside to open down that one. since it has an upside down a beer. But anyhow, uh, here's the, at least from my perspective, once again, uh, I'm also saying this as someone like I have to recognize this, too. Like yeah, I'm someone who's only lived in San Diego since 2016. I know I've been here now for a few years, but I consider myself to be still at this point a newbie. I I, I still see this as almost a honeymoon period if you will you know i i i i do think this is a little bit more of a honeymoon period for all involved i think everybody should be really excited i think everybody you know things are going pretty well between the fans between the team and i think the team has made the right steps from here it's 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 they they have a strong foundation and it's building off that foundation and i think the way they can build off of is clearly just by what you guys just said there whether it be for what drew said whether it be from what alan said that you guys provided some perfect examples you know it was you guys took the words right out of my mouth you know what exactly that the the team could could potentially be doing so i think it's 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 promising i think it's there is an exciting amount of potential i think i mean at least i mean if if we're looking at what's happening on the field because in the end we could say all we want about you know what the team is doing for outreach what the team is doing from social media what the team is doing i I, I don't know a lot of stuff that 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 happens off the field but what a lot of fans care about ultimately is what's happening on the field 
regardless of what, anything we can say, what they, what they care about is whether the team's winning or not, whether they're qualifying for playoffs, whether they're getting championships. And you can see with the recent additions that Loyal have made that this is a team that's willing to make those changes to find success quickly. And are they going to do that within the near future? Are they going to do that when you no longer have an Alejandro Guido? If, if, if Guido, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe you guys know more than I do, you know, maybe there's an option here uh, for Guido to potentially be signed as maybe he's just at the very end of the season. Who knows? Because he's, he's on loan right now from LAFC, but when you have someone like that potentially leaving the team, do you make another big signing? Do you find a replacement for him? Because, I mean, as all of you know, USL is, I mean, you, as much as people who don't follow the USL or follow lower league soccer, I mean, just it's an extremely competitive league. You, know, you don't have to watch much USL to recognize that it is extremely, extremely competitive. So is, is Landon and and those that are in charge willing to to make that investment are they willing to make those big signs are they willing to i don't know once again build off of what they're doing i don't we'll see you know i i, I think i've i think once again it's promising there's a lot of potential i've i feel like what they've done so far has been you i i don't think you can criticize much of what they've done you know in, in their first season but We'll, we'll see what happens in 2021, but I, I definitely feel that they should be building off this. I think that they will continue to do so. I, I cannot thank everybody, anybody. I don't even know, man. This is not water also. Um, <laughs> but I cannot thank you guys enough yeah. uh, for yes. taking the time in a such an important day a debate day uh you know we could we could all have done our civil duty and, and listen to to that for a bit but you guys uh gave us the honor to be here with us uh we're gonna wind it down here a little bit and um we're gonna go ahead and have you guys give out mvp awards i still have yours from the community COVID shield uh, alan that uh never made it um but uh, bring it to the game. Bring it to the match tomorrow. I got you. Perfect. You'll get it. You'll finally get it. And somehow you guys split up a $50 Best Buy gift card amongst three of you. You guys. Because someone messed with the mail so we couldn't send it. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's what you got. Look, that's what he got. Yep. Uh, but our last question uh, if you guys can give out three MVPs to the club, uh, it could be player, it can be uh coaching staff it can be the custodial staff unfortunately we weren't able to get that caesar uh oh, couldn't make it happen so um, oh, looking forward to that pod yeah, yeah no it, they, they they're a conflict of schedule um Busy but people. uh anybody can go ahead and start uh give us your top three standouts from loyal in year one and um thank you guys again for for doing this if you want to tag it with your with your ats with your handles you can also do that uh Go, nose goes. All right. Apparently, I'm going to go first because I have to get going. Got it. Um, so this is Jerry, by the way. I have a hard stop. I have to uh, four minutes. So uh, follow me at Cheeto Jerry. Make sure you follow the locals at the locals SG on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And make sure you check out our podcast. Uh, for me, I'm going to pick one from I'm going to pick a player. I'm going to pick one from coaching staff and I'm going to pick one from the front office. OK. So let's go with uh, player first and foremost. I have to pick Elijah Martin. I think that he has been one of the most consistent yeah. play players. 
I'm sorry if I took somebody's, uh, <clears throat> Drew, uh, but I think Elijah Martin deserves a lot of respect, and I don't think he has gotten enough of it. Uh, from the coaching staff, I'm going to pick Carrie Taylor. The reason that I'm going to pick her is because I know that she is a huge part of what the foundation of this club and what the belief system of this club is, was Carrie Taylor. Yes, she's not with us anymore. She's moved on to much bigger and much better things, by the way. And I love her to death. And in knowing her, I know that she had a huge part in building the foundation of this. Uh, so she gets my MVP. Now, uh, for the front office, I have to go. I have to go with Ricardo Campos. Uh, he has done so much for this club and he continues to do so much for this club that it's ridiculous the amount of work that he's getting done for what he's getting paid i know that he does it because he loves this club and because he wants to build something here along with us so those are my three i love the three of them and uh, i've had the honor of talking to ricardo and talking to carrie and consider them friends hopefully they get to talk to elijah soon but uh with everything that's been going on uh jesse if you're listening elijah martin on the podcast thank you uh, that's that's it for me. <laughs> Who's next? I love it. Thank you, Jerry. Really, that was that was touching. Everything. I, I, I'm gonna cry, man, at the end of this. Um, Drew. I, I know. I was um, trying to split us up so you didn't have to get too much locals at once. Mm. Okay. I can go if you ne want. Never enough. There's never enough. Never enough. You seem right, eager with so your hands. Nobody else takes my other ones. Uh, Jerry said my three pretty much in order. Uh, I will say I'll, I'll, I'll do something similar, though, um, but I'll do it, do it in a different order. So I'll start with uh, front office. The person who I was kind of thinking of, but I think that they kind of almost did more uh, pre-year one, if you will, uh, would be worn in some ways. Just his DNA into the club, his identity of, of as we've talked about, going up and talking to people uh, and being out there. Um, so I'm not, I'm going to use him as a 0.5 and, uh, but somebody else can pick that up if they want. Cause the one I actually kept talking, I kept thinking about, I was like, I want to do Warren, but I was like, you know what, who I keep talking about from the front office or from, uh, just staff on the, on the team is Ryan, uh, because of COVID and because of what's happened, um, without Ryan, I don't know if we would get the same sort of access and have it work the same way. Uh, he's, he's exceptionally gifted at what he does. I did what he did. I did. I did what he did. Uh, I give you cookie, got you cookie. Uh, no, I, uh, I did what he did for a few years and it's really, really tough to do. So, uh, it is something that is, um, you know, incredible that he's able to turn around what he can in a short amount of time, as well as the quality of what he does is, is absolutely cool. And it makes us all feel more connected to the club when we can't be and can't be in the stadium or can't be around the, the club as much. So for me, that's why I, I would pick him from kind of the front office, uh, club side, from the coaching side, I think it's Nate Miller uh, in terms of just what he's done for the style. We were talking about having an identity and Caesar saying is, is kind of we have a discernible, you know, tactic, tactical outlook. You know, it may be different or adaptable, but it's definitely there. There's underpinnings and beliefs there. It's very technical driven. Uh, it's very uh, tactics driven in terms of some of the ideas they have. It seems like they need more mentally aware players to pull it off who also physically can get into the positions. And it seems like that's always difficult to find, especially when you're somebody like Landon who did it for years on the field. It's probably frustrating. But as uh, Jerry said, Kerry really helped craft the kind of player side of that, I think a lot, which is really amazing. And then Nate kind of filled the brain in, right? So Kerry's the heart uh, and, and the, and the uh, muscles, if you will, I think in some ways she definitely uh, brought that attitude. Um, then Nate might be kind of the brain or, or kind of the, uh, the intuition in some ways with that, which I think has uh, been really cool to watch that, 
that again, DNA kind of bleed into the club. And then from a player angle, uh, Elijah has been just so consistent all over everything, as Jerry said, which was, you know, disappointing that he had to choose him. But we we do have to get him on the podcast, hopefully, and then on everybody's podcast again, just to <laughs> kind of recap the season due to, I think, favored fan player uh, for sure. We'll, we'll take a poll here as the locals and see, uh, maybe do some sort of award. We've been kicking around stuff like that. So uh, maybe, but uh, when it comes to players for me to be different, uh, I, I think it's really hard. I'm really tied to Barry because I watched him as a college player when we went for our like locals, like watch and see, and to see him come back, just the story and have him come in and score was great. But, um, and being able to interview him kind of right before was, was pretty fantastic. So for me, just personally, that was pretty neat because he is from, um, you know, kind of the same part of San Diego that I grew up in, uh, not in Poway, but kind of that 15 corridor and then, uh, going away and coming back. Um, it's pretty cool to kind of see that completion for a player and then, put us into a position as a club um, almost like this you know white knight but in some ways it's 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 too fun but i'm also leaving you guys a lot better options out there as well to choose but for me personally <laughs> uh, we're keeping it personal i'll say that one for sure i love it man chris from afar yeah 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 no i'll go for sure why well, i'm gonna have to throw in a couple extra mvps but i'm gonna have to throw in the the fine the fine gents at the locals because i'm about to purchase this Harito's orange shirt, and if you know me, <laughs> yeah. I only wear black, so I'm making an exception. <laughs> First of all, we will never have one in black, unfortunately. So they they will come in six colors, I think, eventually, maybe more. But we're gonna try and do a few other flavors as well. But yeah, black, dark berry, bro, be dark no, berry. There is dark Mexican day. cola, which is like dark brown, but like the, uh, well, I don't think we'll have a black uh, soda. You the could CEO do of, the CEO of BGN bought that Harito shirt, so like oh wow, and about on podcasts wow. everywhere that's it, he's just making so you made chris have envy is that what you're saying chris you have to now go get it to well i mean i'm hoping that you're gonna do blackberry that's all that's all i'm saying <laughs> it, it, it sounds great that's in spanish negra. Imaginary we will have some more black <laughs> merchandise coming out for you as well like kind of a dark heather gray as well if you kind of work that into the wardrobe as well so okay. like okay. what i'm wearing here so more of that okay. stuff coming for sure too i'm about to get that coffee mug too all right so um yeah. all right so for me, I think I'm going to have to say, as far as coaches go, um, I mean, Nate Miller too, like really like the dude is a numbers guy. I'm a tactician. I like that stuff. So like really like, you know, seeing his work at the other uh, Lansing clubs, you know, I mean, this all could have been very simple in the beginning. He could have just brought over the club that folded and then, you know, and then y'all would have been stoked. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, no, Nate Miller, man, just, I mean, and talking to him really kind of hearing, you know, his his passion, his position. I mean, like, you know, the guy's really come a long way and to be a part of two clubs that kind of went down and, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and here he is. And I'm sure, like, when that Lansing FC club that just launched, you know, uh, recently, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's like, oh, man, I hope it lasts. But I would say Nate Miller, that's mine. Um, front office, I mean, how could I not say compost, man? Like, I mean, do you know what we did on Twitter? I mean, we we started a dang merch war, dude. We three X is available. Like, all you listeners, like, you know, you weren't <laughs> Thank you, you weren't gonna get to get a three X. You, yeah, right. Chris. It wasn't gonna happen. happen. Yeah, he he did, and that's why, like, I can't scream his name enough. Like that dude, every single day we text him about stuff, and he's making it happen. So Chris is dead on there. Like, you would not have three X, you would not have the cool store items without him plugging away during what is a crisis, right, man? Like, it's, yeah, seriously, it's, it's awesome. 
that's huge. And I mean, we'll, we'll work it out for the, for the tall guys too, pretty soon. You'll figure that out, you know, so you don't have that midriff Jersey thing happening. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But, uh, so definitely I got to give that shout out to compost, you know, I mean? unless like, you, unless you want that look and then you go for it. <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, not, it works not that. Drew, that's, Drew, that's Drew's a like, Hey, Drew, when I, when I, might, when I, when I play bridge park carpentry, I think he's like seven <laughs> foot three. I can't, I, yeah, I, but that's that. Yeah. yeah. Running a lot. Jews after that that DAC look, that's the half shirt. I'm talking about. Yeah, half, I'm talking about you know where you where you keep pulling on the bottom of your shirt to make it longer. You know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We know, we know exactly there's, what you're talking about there over here. Bit. Yeah. So uh, especially for so, an XL. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like, yeah, Ricardo Campos got to he's got to get my my vote there, and then uh, players. Um, man, uh, I'm gonna. Honestly, like I'm giving mine to like a Tua Henny. Um, guy's been stout. Like I mean, nonstop he has been the business, and uh, I was probably more worried about how to get his name right, but it's actually pretty easy. And uh, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, I it's mean, Francis, bro. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right, right. No, he's, he's he's that's pretty funny. It is funny, right? <laughs> but like, but like, it's he—he he was like enjoyable to watch. You know what I mean? And yeah. and he brought like a solid energy. And and you know, I mean, obviously, when when technical staff added a few more pieces, or when they did get to configuring, um, that made a that made a big deal. Um, you know what I mean? And so, you know, but he just you, he gave you his all. And you know, and then the time we've had him on the podcast too, that was, you know, obviously very very chill so yeah so i mean those are those are mine you know if i had to pick someone off a different pod from what i've seen thus far like um man i I might have to give it to the two balls guys even though i haven't been on their show specifically only because here's the invitation right here right 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 dude of course right here i mean i have and cesar has i mean I haven't been on there, and but I mean, you know what though? They made. Let me tell you, they made watching simulated soccer like amazing. <laughs> like they they made it amazing. I have never thought about watching soccer being played for me on a screen, and now that's all I do is just put it on and just watch it happen. And you know, and I can't wait to be on their show too. But yeah, definitely that you guys really did come through hard because I mean, I don't know what we would have done. Thanks for bringing that up because now I'm just remembering when I jinxed our team against Fairweather. Yeah. Uh, with Chivas against Juventus. I, I mean, never forgot. To be it. fair, you picked Chivas. I mean, come on. That's not even. We were like, winning. God damn it. it I celebrated too hard. It wasn't yeah, my choice. Caesar over here picking Mexico. Mexico which and beating is a, France. Beating France, a Cinderella <laughs> story. Uh, but again, that, you know, that seems like an eternity ago. Like, that was. We had two sim- simulated FIFA's tournaments. That's and how long it's been. on hold for the longest. So. <laughs> it really was. So thank you for bringing that up. Um. And, I, and I will have you know that I bought the uh, the battery packs for my Xbox One. So Dude, that's what I got with my contra- with my part of the uh, the money. Making dreams I got happen. Wonderful headphones. Nice. Making dreams happen. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna avoid the cliche of front office coach and player. Like I think we have sung the praises of. Uh, my, you know, Nate Miller. I think he's <laughs> phenomenal. I think, you know, I, I, I mean, there's just so much love to give around name. that I'm gonna. I mean, 
the the effect that John Kempen has had on this team has been amazing. I think without mm-hmm. John Kempen, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different team. Um, I'm going to shout out uh, Grant Stoneman. Oh, um, I think yeah. he is one. overlooked from time to time. We don't miss Joe Greenspan. That's what's crazy. We don't miss Joe Greenspan because this ah. guy went from League One, stepped right in, and now leads leads the league in passes and almost leads the league in yellow cards. Um, and then my personal favorite is I really like Colin Martin. Um, he's kind of been that guy that got a little bit of hate at the beginning. Uh, but I think without Colin Martin on the pitch, um, I don't think we get to the point where we're competitive to sign guys like Guido and Rubin and Barry. I think he kind of gets us to that point of this guy who steps into some roles that he's uncomfortable with. Uh, he gets a goal, which I celebrated 50 times over. So, uh, a little bit of um, maybe not the most sexy picks for MVPs of the team, but um, I really liked the way John Kempen changed the team. I really liked the way Grant Stoneman stepped into that back line and kind of took over for a defensive player of the year. Um, and mm-hmm. I really liked the way that Colin Martin just kept working and kept working and kept working, uh, not to mention guys like Jack Metcalf, um, who I absolutely adore as a, a Liverpool fan. Um, eh. uh, but I, I think those are the three. Meh, meh. I think so those are the three guys Monk. that I really have um, have a lot of respect for on the pitch uh, and off the pitch as well. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I mean, now I feel like I have to choose. I mean, I have to choose some of the like. You guys basically like what I was gonna say. You guys were all gonna say. So I'm gonna <laughs> choose uh, three options that are entirely different. Uh, we'll start off with first. It's very cheesy. It's, be extremely cheesy but the listeners because guess what if people weren't listening to what yes. we were saying we would not be doing what we're doing because so so thank you to literally, literally any of you that are listening to this right now literally listening to any of our work like literally listening to or clicking on anything that i'm doing or any of you guys are doing like if it wasn't for you guys we honestly just because like if, if if no if no one was actually I don't know, like retweeting our like our posts. If it was anybody who was actually like clicking on our stuff, that just like I wouldn't be doing it. Actually, honestly, I probably still would. I'm not gonna yes, lie. Yes, you would. But because <laughs> I'm a weirdo soccer nerd who just absolutely loves this stuff. Uh, second of all, all right. So second MVP is to all of you. There we go. Another cheesy one. Yeah, beautiful. So cheesy. All of you, because once again, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, and I and I and I, I feel this a lot with uh at least with the mexican soccer world just that um so initially like when i at least most of the work that i tend to do comes to like is like involved with the mexican soccer world it's my content in english i love and it there's a recognition that just if if there wasn't a passion for us doing this work it wouldn't exist because the companies that i tend to work for although they give me a decent amount of money it's not enough for myself or for anybody else involved who wants to really be a le- legitimate journalist. So it's the same thing when I look at the San Diego soccer scene, because as I mentioned earlier, you're not going to, none of us are saying, Oh, wow. How did uh loyal do? The other day? I'm going to go flip to the union Tribune." None of us say that. No, there's no way that any of us say that the biggest newspaper in this, none of us say that at all. So it's, if, if it wasn't for any of you guys, I don't. I, I feel like I'd be complete ill-informed, and I'm saying this as someone who dives into too many stats about the team, dives into too many like numbers and formations. But just like you, once again, you guys are all an absolute necessity. You're an absolute necessity because if 
if if you guys don't do it, who else would? You know that that that's 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 the big thing. All right, now number three, I guess we have to actually talk about the players, and I'm going to talk about the unsung heroes because yes, I would love to talk about Alejandro Guido, and I will hype up Alejandro Guido to the day I die. A hundred percent, I think he's an absolute fantastic player, and as I mentioned on Twitter, I thought that he's the biggest acquisition that Loyal have made to this day. But that said, overlooking Barry, overlooking Rubin, I think you have to look at a lot of the unsung heroes. You have to look at, and that, that's what I'm group the third MVP as, is the unsung heroes. You're going to have to look at, first and foremost, the fullbacks, just because just like Elijah Martin and Metcalf, just what incredible work those dudes have done. You know, because it's not just the, what they're doing in the defensive end, but just if you watch Loyal for... 10 to 15 20 minutes you see a lot what they do attacking wise too and it's just it's 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 absolutely incredible the amount of energy it takes to do that you know I, like I, I i'm someone who jogs frequently but i and i do not jog as much or just like cover as much you know as co- cover as much ground as those guys do but also like if, if we're gonna if we're gonna include those two like and if i'm talking about the unsung heroes you have to include every single goalkeeper so far this season and we're gonna have to talk about Colin Martin, also Charlie Adams. I think all those guys who have been there from the very beginning, who have been able to maintain their place within their starting 11, and even with the introduction of new talent and just talent that has, I don't know, just like like, like Miguel Barry, who looks like an up-and-coming striker, Alejandro Guido, who has youth national team and also national team experience, and also Ruby Rubin, who could easily be playing in MLS if he really wants. He could easily be playing in Liga Mekis, but to be able to keep up with that talent, but also to be able to shine with that talent, it's just, I don't know. So, so those, those guys have just been absolutely extraordinary to me. Nice. I, I yeah. love it. I love it. And finishing it off, Lance, you're nervous. Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, man, I, I definitely am going to call out um, – Jack Metcalf, not, not only because I'm a Liverpool fan and, and he's from Liverpool, but Dumb my God, dude, oh. he has been consistent in and out, day in, day out. I mean, his crosses into the box have been just a beautiful thing to see. Um, and his work ethic, man, he's just, he's pedal to the metal the whole time. Like, I just, I don't have enough good things to say about that guy. Um, um, and John Kempin, my God. Yeah. When I saw, I mean, I will never forget that match where he was in the box for the penalty shootout, like that penalty kick. He blocks the first one. It comes back. He blocks the second one and it just went in on the third attempt. But I mean, Mike, for him to do that, I was just like, John, thank you, my man. Thank you. You know, um, and, and then I got to give a shout out to Lizzie from the, from the like team manager in the front office. I mean, Dude, she has done so much, so much behind the scenes just for the Loyalist podcast, like hooking me up with the players, just and then seeing her out on the pitch. I mean, and just her whole like her whole attitude is really just kick ass. She's happy. She loves her job. She loves everything about the team. Like, I just don't have enough good things to say about her either. Like th- those three for sure are, are my MVPs for, for Loyalist here. Absolutely. And, and every single one of those people, you know, don't get the credit that they deserve, especially in the situation with this first season. And a lot of them walking into a, a year where they didn't know that we were going to have a pandemic. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they pulled through. I know you want to say yours. I'll Just give my my biggest MVP was Andrew, because I know you guys heard me say this, but yes, he okay. listened to me into looking to buy Mexican talent. 
Maybe. So nice. So I mean, maybe. I told you like maybe. I have the clip as evidence. I, yes, we also have the clip, uh, and I'll just leave it at, at one so we can uh, just go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I can't believe nobody mentioned my my best friend. Kimpin. My best Landon, friend Landon Donovan. Landon, yeah. I mean, Landon, honestly, he the won. The face of the club. The face of the club. He won Who? me over. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, this young whippersnapper of a coach uh, in his uh, first crack at it. Uh, honestly, as a Mexican. He was like a young player of the year at the 2002 FIFA World Cup or something like that. I haven't I, heard of him. I, I think 2002 so. is all blur since me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something about like the number two or something. 2002? Um, yeah, I, I was five years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, um, Landon, honestly, as a Mexican supporter, I've never liked this man. I've never had a, an iota of care for him. But the moment I saw that he was for real was at the uh, Kit Reveal party. Uh, he took the time to look me directly in my eyes upwards because he's not tall at all. Um, and <laughs> just... Just calm me down with his with his tender and 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 sweet voice of just hey we we got this thank you for being supporters and then that instant just all those years of Mexican suffrage just melted off and I said you know what he's 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 in it for the city uh, he I don't know if any of you guys saw him play as a San Diego soccer but he he himself has represented San Diego so that's something that you know is, is big points for me um, and. It was in one of the one of the games. I, I don't forget. I think it was after Reno here at home, um, where he really won me over because it was a loss. And after we were walking back, I don't I don't make contact with with any of the players or Landon specifically when when it's a loss. But there's only one porta potty at uh, Torero Stadium, so we all have to share it, and it's right next to the <laughs> locker rooms. And so they, you know, everybody hears everybody's business. So as I'm coming out, and I'm like, all right, gotta wash my hands. Just Landon's right there in front of me. He's like, hey, um, what was the Padres score? I was like, uh, the Padres won five to four today. <laughs> and, you know, just just taking the time and consideration, just even ask that. Um, just I, I don't know. It just rubbed me the right way. And, and, and everything yeah. that the Loyals done has rubbed me the right way. Um, <laughs> but I, I can't say enough good, good things. Gentlemen, really appreciate this. I know uh, Drew's gonna run out of hats to uh, put on put on his head. Uh, kind of wanted to <laughs> see how so he wears so many more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I definitely it's, one's the secretary and one's the vice president. Oh, I love there it. You go. Oh, <laughs> cool. the day. I love it. And yeah, that, now we're just partying. Loyal have a rival. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, that's a, that's definitely want to say thank you to everybody here. Uh, that again. You guys took the time to come and talk with us about one uh, something that we all love and uh, are going to support through and through. Um, I, I can't say en enough of this, and hopefully, this isn't the, the last time. Maybe this is a year round roundup every year, an annual thing. I don't know. Hopefully, we're still all friends, which I really think we are. Uh, hopefully, in person next time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Ooh, I would I like much that. rather do this in person. We can all unite our our, our collective microphones because I have like three four i don't know but we'll make it work guys um if you guys want to give uh your guys's uh handle just so everybody can find you i know uh jerry gave his out i know uh mr allen is uh took off and we can give we can put it right here it's already there uh but we can start over with lance 
Oh yeah, uh, my handle is the at Loyalist Podcast on Instagram. That's pretty much well my platform of choice I use. So that's where you can find all the information about the Loyalist Podcast. Love it, man. Chris, yo, uh, my handle is by Chris or at by Chris Walker on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me there, obviously on the Fairweather Podcast. Love it, Mister Drew. Uh, you can find me, uh, well, well, Jerry throughout the Locals SG, uh, at the Locals SG on twi- Twitter, Twinstagram, Twitter and Instagram. Um, <laughs> but me personally, um, and I, I'm not allowed to tweet from there very often. They, they let me do it every month. I have to ask permission. Um, no, it's, it's all, it's, it's a few of us that kind of collectively do it if you're ever curious. Um, but the, for me personally, you can go to realcheesepizza.com and then go to the Mira Mesa Scripps location of Felipe's. And usually I'm, I'm there um, somewhere around there just enjoying a slice. But for reals, at Drew Stork on uh, Twitter is usually where I'm doing stuff. For my, my brain is being spewed out for you. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you for always listening. And as Cesar said, we wouldn't be doing anything without people caring. So yeah. thank you. Exactly. And Cesar? Yeah. You can follow me at two balls and a mic. Mm-hmm. I do have a good buddy, uh, Cesar, who. Oh, Cesar H has a football. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He 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 does some like weird soccer stuff, which is just like yeah, Cesar H football in there. Question. Although because I'm because because I'm a pocho, I say it's Cesar H football. But yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> That's the only thing against you, and man. Once you see the blue check mark, you know you have the right guy. And and it's fine. There's some questionable <laughs> office takes on there uh, that we're definitely gonna you know look over at this point because. We don't, we don't Do you guys know I that. sometimes put hummus in my tacos? Well, let's talk about that uh, later. Right? Oh, game changer. <laughs> hey, Hello. Hey, what? Game hey you think about what? it. Refried beans. Hum- just, just. And you hate gin? What? Okay. Okay. Got to nail some little little hummus, little sauce. Mm. <laughs> all, 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 all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll enjoy my like actual tacos. Taco Bell, I'm saying hold the beans. I'm going to get my own hummus in there. Okay. I think <laughs> I think hummus tacos are more tacos than Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to, we're going to have to talk to Taco El Vaquero, see what he can do with hummus. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to work on that. Uh, but definitely, if you guys want to just uh, want stick around a little bit, we'll wrap it up. But I'll stop recording. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. And... Uh, Uh, Hopefully see you guys in person soon. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create a kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.